On this episode of Happier with Ming, I want to bring to light how what you do during the first hour of your day directly influences and sets the tone for how the rest of your day may go. We also talk about four strategies for reducing your screen time during this digital age of information overconsumption. Welcome to Happier with Ming. A lifestyle design and personal development podcast of positivity, inspiration, productivity, and growth. My name is Ming, and we will be discussing health and wellness, life optimization, relationships, improvement, positive vibes, and the journey of life. Life is a journey to enjoy, and I want us to fall in love with the process while living life to our fullest every day. I'd like to start this episode by sharing a little bit of my podcast journey and the learning curve with you. Do you know how many times I've recorded and re-recorded and edited and re-edited my intro and outro for this podcast? Can you tell that for every episode released so far, I have a slightly different intro and outro? I re-recorded the first one because it started with, Welcome to the first episode of Happier with Ming. I would have just cut out the part that said first episode, but silly me didn't save the mp3 file without the background music. I had to re-record the second episode intro and outro because I recorded the whole episode too close to the mic, hence why the sound quality isn't the best. I hope the message came through clearly though. For my third episode, the sound quality was definitely better than the second one. But then my pop filter arrived a few days after, just in time for the fourth episode. Thus, I had to re-record and re-edit the intros and outros yet again. But hopefully, this will be the last time I need to re-record, so I can use these audio clips for multiple uses, for increased efficiency, (laughs) until something else changes again. Anyway, thank you all for listening along this journey with me. I have a lot to learn, it's a big learning curve of learning how to use Audacity, but I'm having fun doing so. On Apple products, there's this feature called Screen Time, where it tells you the amount of time you spend on your device. Apple rolled out with a feature to aim to address growing concerns around increasing device usage, smartphone addiction, and social media. The idea is to help you regain control or at least make you aware of the amount of time you are spending on your devices and what you are doing on them. The screen time setting presents everything from how long you've spent on certain app categories and specific apps to how many times you've picked up your phone per day to how many notifications each app is giving you. There are visual charts displaying what you use your phone for from today to the last seven days. When quarantine just started, my screen time jumped from four hours a day to five and a half hours a day, but that was just on my phone. Disclaimer, it was four hours a day on my phone, but one and a half hours of that was attributed to Google Maps actually. So let's say it was about two and a half hours of actual screen time that I used. And then it jumped three hours to five and a half hours. So that was the beginning of quarantine. Now it's down to about two two hours a day. 
But that's because I spend so much more time on my laptop now. My screen time on my laptop jumped to a whopping 13 to 14 hours a day on average, all in the name of staying virtually connected. I wasn't able to go back to pre-quarantine dates, but I presume my screen time in those days were about half the time I spend on my laptop now, about 6 to 7 hours. When I was working at my schools, I'd be visiting classrooms, talking to teachers and administrators, attending meetings, or conducting OT sessions with my students in the therapy room, none of which required much time spent in front of a screen. Now that my therapy sessions are all online, coined teletherapy, my screen time has ballooned, doubled. I recently saw this cartoon. This girl was on her laptop browsing, and there was a speech bubble that said, Ah, I should really take a break. And the next picture is of her scrolling on her phone, taking a break. On her phone. (laughs) I definitely related to that cartoon a lot. I did exactly the same thing as her. I took my breaks on my phone. (laughs) It's like, the screen is smaller, so this should be a smaller dose of blue light, plus less digital eye strain, right? Nope. Regarding work, there's not much I can do to reduce the amount of time I'm in front of my laptop. But for personal screen activities, there are ways. One way is to turn off non-essential notifications from apps on your phone. Out of sight, out of mind. You don't need to check an Instagram story or a Snapchat message the second you get them. Personally, I've opted to deliver almost all of my app notifications quietly. That means they don't pop up on my phone screen immediately after I receive them, if the apps are not already turned off completely. This way, I only check my phone's notification center a few times a day. We are in the midst of information overconsumption, now more so than ever. On some days, it will suck us all in because that's what it's designed to do. Every day, there seems like there's more and more sensationalized news stories because the news is designed to keep you hooked through the next commercial break. I suggest checking these news sites or apps at set times so that you're still informed but not too overwhelmed. Also, it's important to make sure that they are from reputable, credible, trusted sources. You don't want to be playing telephone with your friends, moms, coworkers, aunts, cousin. Filter out the quality of the information you consume. If the first thing you do when you wake up is check your phone for messages or emails, you're immediately cultivating a reactive mindset instead of a proactive one which will cause you to start your day in a defensive state rather than a place of inner peace and control. When you wake up in the morning, make a conscious effort to not check your phone notifications for the first hour of the day so you can begin your day being aware in the here and now and with a positive focus. The first hour of your morning directly influences and sets the tone for how the rest of the day may go. If you start your day with intention, it sets your productivity for the rest of the day. If there's any negative news you see right when you wake up, you're getting into that cycle again of consuming and feeling anxious, helpless, and trapped. Who wants to feel that way? Not me. Instead of waking up and thinking about what craziness is happening in the world, what you have to do, or what you didn't do yesterday, begin your day with an attitude of gratitude. Studies have shown practicing gratitude reduces stress hormones and improves mood, among other benefits. 
So adding a simple daily gratitude practice is a great way to kickstart your morning. Think about all the things you are grateful for and visualize what your goals are for the day. Refreshing these thoughts and feelings each morning will allow you to make better and well-thought-out decisions, since you'll realize what you're working for and why you're doing it. I know some people like to scroll through their phone first thing in the morning to see what they missed. Once you start looking at your phone and checking messages, the downward spiral begins. You either get stressed out or overwhelmed thinking about all that you have to do, but can't do since you're probably still in your bed and need to brush your teeth and eat breakfast first. Delaying checking your phone notifications in the first hour of your day might be difficult to jump into straight off the bat. Slowly build up to it. It might be just 5 minutes the first day, then 10 minutes the next. Challenge yourself in small increments. Actually, I'm not able to go a full hour in the morning without checking my phone notifications yet. Some days I am able to, but most days, um, I'm getting there. (laughs) Currently, I'm at 30 to 45 minutes of not checking my phone in the morning, depending on the morning. But I'm slowly building up those delayed minutes. I wake up, shut off my alarm, and ensue my morning routine, which consists of making my bed, opening the shades and my windows, starting a podcast episode to listen to, brushing my teeth, washing my face, going through my skincare routine, drinking a glass of water, boiling water for some tea, watering my plants, cooking breakfast, and then eating the breakfast on my couch while looking outside the window and finishing up the podcast episode I'm listening to. If I cook a big breakfast or if I'm feeling more mindful that morning, the time to complete my morning routine definitely could easily add up to an hour. I could just add a stretch in there or something to make it a full hour. I remember there was a period of time last year when Ben took on the challenge of not checking his phone notifications for the first hour of his day. It actually lasted a few weeks. His routine consisted of getting up, making his bed, eating breakfast, and driving or walking to a subway station. By the time he was in the train on his way to work, an hour had almost fully passed by. Unfortunately, Ben broke this routine one morning because he had to check something really quick, and he never got back into it. Good try, Ben! Let's let's participate in the challenge together again this year! What are some strategies for reducing screen time? One strategy is to build a schedule. Structure your day around a routine that can help ground you and help you gain a sense of control. The idea of the screen time data that we were talking about in the beginning of the episode is that by understanding how you're interacting with your devices, you can then take much greater control of how you use that time spent staring at a screen. Of course, you can choose to ignore the screen time findings, or you can take action to make some changes. You can either remove the apps completely or limit how you use them by setting app limits or scheduling downtime, where apps you choose will only work during a certain block of time. You can also set a timer. Rather than blocking certain apps or sites, a popular time management method called the Pomodoro Technique times your productivity sessions and separates it with breaks. You can use this strategy to help reduce screen time as well. 
After 25 minutes of spending your time in front of your screen, take a short 5-minute break away from the screen. <laughs> no, your break cannot be used to check your phone notifications. We cannot follow the example of the cartoon I talked about in the beginning of this episode. <laughs> I talk more in depth about the Pomodoro technique in episode 2 titled The Myth of Multitasking. Take a listen to it as I highlight four productivity tools to help us stay focused on what we want to accomplish throughout the day. Another strategy for reducing screen time is to provide alternatives and to make a list of things to do that don't involve electronics. This could include activities that are not limited to reading a book, journaling, painting, cooking or baking, or exercising. A last tip I'd like to share with you all is to create phone-free spaces. You don't need to bring your phone or tablet into the bathtub with you. You can also do without the devices while you're in bed. When it's about time to go to sleep, put your phone away. Change that habit of endlessly scrolling through Instagram stories, TikTok videos, 9gag poses, and the world star hip-hop site. You know who you are! <laughs> Recap time! The first point is to try to build a habit of not checking your devices for the first hour of your day. By doing this, you can begin your day in the here and now, with a positive focus and in a place of inner peace and control. If you start your day with intention, it sets your productivity for the rest of your day. The second point of the episode is, because we're in the midst of information overconsumption, Check those news sites or apps at set times so that you're still informed, but not too overwhelmed. Make sure that they are from reputable, credible, and trusted sources. The third point that I wanted to recap is that there were four strategies we went over in this episode for reducing screen time. They were 1. Building a schedule 2. Setting a timer 3. Making a list of things to do that don't involve electronics and 4 creating phone-free spaces. Your eyes will thank you. Thank you for tuning in. You just listened to Happier with Ming. If you like this podcast, please show your support by subscribing and leaving a review. If any of the topics we talked about during this episode could help a friend out, share with them. Let's see where life's journey takes us. Talk to you next time.